0: What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode eighty-six of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe.
1: Have you ever been eighty-six? Um, probably. Like when I hear eighty-six, does that mean like
0: banned or just kicked out? I think kicked out. I thought that was just kicked out. Oh
1: yeah, I've been eighty-six
0: a few times. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I the the memories are hazy for some reason well, yeah but uh, i'm i'm certain that uh that yes many people have wanted me out of certain places in my younger years not I got, so much anymore
1: i got let's see i got kicked i've been kicked out of a couple hotels <laughs> <laughs> go figure for being loud <laughs> well drunken but loud was the reasoning um, i've been kicked out of a couple concerts i got kicked out of a rise against concert that sucked
0: was that was with our friend I was at that concert with you. No no
1: no you're talking that's uh, different
0: Oh okay no
1: rise against I was with uh Marcos and um Chris Marioni and JB
0: I oh, got it all people that our listeners know very no, well No totally well Mar- yeah.
1: Marcos is a disc golfer Uh but yeah no I kicked out of that which sucked That was stupid um that one So I got kicked out of that one because I kept like trading, like I had balcony tickets and everyone had floor tickets and we kept like trading tickets and going in and out so I could be on the floor. Mm -hmm. So Marcos and I got kicked out for that and the two dudes who we were with got kicked out for underage drinking (laughs) and so like somehow we both got kicked out or all four of us got kicked out at like the same exact time.
0: (laughs) That was stupid.
1: Yeah, then everything else just from being, like...
0: And you guys went and played, and loud. played disc golf instead. I wish. I wasn't playing disc golf I don't golf think you knew point. disc golf existed at that
1: time. No, point. no. I was just drunk. That was the worst part was we drove there and then, like, drank a whole bunch in the parking lot and went into the show and then got kicked out and none of us could drive. So, we just had to wander through, like, shithead San Francisco. Like, it was Bill Grant. Like, it was all... It's yeah. bad news. Bad yeah. news San Francisco. Yeah.
0: Um and, like, you can't get a cab. Nope. Because nope, you're in the wrong part of town for that. Well,
1: we're, but we lived in Sonoma.
0: Like, we're not getting a cab back to Sonoma. Oh, that's true.
1: Like, we were parked, like, down the street. We just, no one could drive back to Sonoma from San Francisco. So we had to, like, stumble around for hell long. <laughs> it was stupid. <laughs>
0: cool story, Joe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then hotels, yeah, just for being loud and drunk. <laughs> Which I'm surprised doesn't happen still.
0: Well, because most of the time we have children with us when we go to hotels. That's true, but also I'm like old, actually, so
1: I'm like drunk and loud until like 930. I'm like, I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's time. true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one that's like, quiet down over there.
0: You know, though, actually, last time we were in a hotel was for Father's Day Law, in which we had like four of us crammed into a hotel room, and uh, and we stayed up pretty late. I didn't. Oh yeah, you passed out. Early. I passed
1: out. I was done. I was cashed. But I, I think there's the, lots of magic being played.
0: <laughs> that did happen, yeah. Not by me. I don't. I don't. No. I've played magic before with my brother. He was like really excited to get me into it, and I was like, oh, "That's cool."
1: Yeah. Now I've played magic. Like I played it on my phone a ton. I just uh, don't want to spend money on cards. Yeah. Nor do I care that much. Got it. Much like your brother's feelings about disc golf.
0: I feel like you can't. Uh, it. It. It's really hard to manage both collections. I know there there are people that, that roll hard on Magic Card Game and and Disc Golf. Yeah. I uh would venture guess that those people have a lot more extra income than I do.
1: Well also when uh, I don't think that, have you met your brother? Oh, he hasn't played disc golf. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um Right. Well, I think when we first started the podcast, or I was, perhaps
0: they choose to be broker then. I played <laughs> hella
1: video games. I played hella video games and I've pretty much like made a conscious decision to put more time into disc golf yeah. than video games. Like I definitely like used to be staying up to like one or two to grind <laughs> a video game. Yeah. Destiny. Destiny one for those who are wondering. And I consciously have not purchased this like the they made a sequel. And I didn't buy it because I was like, that ate up all my weekends. That ate up all my nights. Um, I want to throw more. Yeah. Like I used to like go Rain. home at lunch to like play video games. And now I throw in a field when it's not raining. <laughs> and throw for distance when I shouldn't be. <laughs> but it's so fun.
0: Yeah, I also was never much a video game person. there was like four video games I played in my life that I loved. Mostly Zelda. And How many
1: video games have you loved?
0: Um, sober, plenty. I played tons of Sober Zelda. I played Zelda. Do you think you played more or less Zelda, uh, Sober? Way more sober because the, the the original NES Zelda I played before I that's even true, that's true. Knew what alcohol that's was true. And,
1: uh, and not even alcohol. I'm talking about. I just remember like at. Uh, House and Chico, not necessarily just you, but all the dudes were just like, we're just going to be super high and play like uh,
0: Ocarina of Time <laughs> like all day. I, every I day. don't remember that. That would suck. Ocarina of Time is not exactly a, a multiplayer game. So. No, no. It was like <laughs> no. one at a time,
1: but like everybody else like watching. It was like theater mode, like like one dude play.
0: That'd be you awful. Must have been. I no, you
1: were. De- I, was I, there I hope I was watching. You. I think you were. I think you were. Because otherwise, fuck that. Yeah, I'm pretty positive you were. And, like, I don't know, Murph or someone was just, like, hanging out. and be like, oh, yeah.
0: Another person our listener is very familiar or with. Or Spencer. Spencer Joe's was definitely there, Spencer,
1: it, Listeners know Spencer. He's he's <laughs> called us before. He's in our Slack group. I don't think he plays disc golf anymore. Um, he does. I know he does. He does. Right, you
0: know cool. we've transitioned from the pre-show to the, uh, oh, to the main about show, that. right? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah.
1: Uh, where are we going? <laughs>
0: Jesus. So, Uh, just so you know, we do a uh, pre-show for our Patreon subscribers, and uh, those guys are awesome, so we record a solid, we did like almost an hour this time. We did, we did. Of just random stuff, and it leaked over a little bit this time. Yep, that'll happen. this episode. That's why you're around, Robin. (laughs) Welcome to episode 86 of the Disc Golf Podcast. Tonight, we are going to talk a little bit about, there's big uh, business acquisition today that, that... I don't know we'll have a huge change in the landscape but it's definitely important which is that Innova
1: is now partnering with Discmania.
0: That's that's well uh, I'm okay. But uh <laughs> and, but uh Dynamic Discs and Latitude 64 have teamed up and, and acquired Westside Disks. So previously they were all Trilogy brands and uh, you had separate ownership and now Latitude 64 and and DD have have purchased west side and plan to kind of market it more heavily so that'll that'll be interesting to see how how that shakes out but at the moment you know that's you know interesting news and uh joe is going to do his in the bag i did mine a couple weeks ago and uh and last was, week
1: was it last week no it was last week it was like on no we did the saturday ca- we were in my house on the did i really do it then yeah we did it in your house because i was up on the screen
0: i think it was two episodes ago Because we are going to do your In the Bag last week. You're right. You're right. Touche. Touche. Joe also is – I'm just going to have to keep track of you tonight, aren't I?
1: (laughs) Is this different than other nights?
0: We have to watch you.
1: Is this different than other episodes? I I don't think so.
0: (laughs) Do I need to, like, have your bag ready so I can make sure you get – My bag's right here. Get the disc right? My bag's right here. All right. And uh, then we have our world-famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both and let you know whether you should bring on the course tonight we have the innova shark three mid-range disc and we've paired it with reef storm ipa which is a nice 6.8 percent ipa a kind of cloudy one by three magnets brewing company
1: out of washington should i give my um my confession about the deer review now or before the deer review
0: I, you know, I think it's a great time seeing as how we've already had several Joe gaffs to really just get the biggest, just one knock them, it all out now, get the biggest one of them all out of the way. All right. Cause Joe apparently doesn't know how glow discs work. No, not even glow.
1: Just throwing at night. All right. <laughs> while it's so, raining. so yeah, while it's right, yes. while it's right, definitely, um, Shark Three. We, we we acquired a Shark Three a while ago to review. One of our
0: listeners at uh, gave us a uh, a gift card actually, and I to so, like DGU DGU, and we bought it from that. And I will figure out who that was by the end of the show. I hope. Bra- I'll do my best.
1: Probably. Anyways, <laughs> so we bought a Shark Three. Um, it was kind of on. We got lot. We have we have a lot of discs on our like ongoing list that we want to review and check out so we had a shark three it is raining in snow right now you can if you uh in the pauses between us talking you can probably hear it in the background so i was not able to throw it during the day today robinson a handful of times before it's lived here in the shedio uh, i just hadn't had a chance to throw it so i talked to him earlier in the day and was like what is it like and he kind of gave me a rundown which I should have trusted,
0: but... And for those of you listening for the first time, we review a disc every single episode. Right. So we, we do quite a few of these, and we're throwing things all the time. So, uh, you know, this is pretty common for for us to, you know, gauge each other's opinion, and it's been raining all week in Sonoma. So. Right.
1: So anyways, so I... Um like a cool guy went on to Google and tried to like see other people's reviews of it and see what they thought and, um, should have trusted Robin. Anyways, I decided I got here before he came out to start recording, grabbed it out of the shed, lit it up on a fluorescent light that's on the roof and threw it a couple times outside. The first few times, um, I'll talk about exactly what it did later. It, through basically exactly how Robin said, and I was like, Whoa, I want to do it one more time. And the last time I gave it a rip and
0: I lost it. Yeah, because glow discs to work well at night, you need to charge them with a UV flashlight. Not, it's not even that. I think it's like in a bush somewhere
1: or something. Uh, I think like daytime's gonna come and it's gonna be like, oh, it's right there.
0: But like when you play a glow round, you get a UV flashlight because that makes them pop out.
1: Right, because we have all those courses around here to play. glow well, round. I'm just saying. I know like, we actually talked about this, this, this last week. Something about you should have known. The lack of glow places and night to golf. There. Yeah. Anyways, I lost it, so we won't be able to have it in hand while we review it. We still both have a very good idea of what it does, how it feels, what it's all about. But not that you would actually ever know because we don't currently film, but we're talking about uh, doing that in the future. Um, we almost always have the disc in hand and kind of pass it between the two of us while we're doing the deer review Yeah. We won't be able to do that today because uh, I'm a goose. Yeah.
0: And uh, Nathan Williams is ah, yes. the nice guy that uh, that sent me the, the DGU card. He won it at... Uh, he placed in a tournament or something along those lines and uh he says 81st place in uh in there and he got a, a 24 gift card i think he was playing open actually so uh so uh yeah and uh so he uh he's not a big Innova guy and dgu is really mostly innova and dismania so he's like here guys you know use this to get to get a uh a disc and i bought an orc and a shark three yep And the orc is somewhere over there, and we still have to review it.
1: Yeah, we have another. We have like a like a swirly, like old school orc too that we can yeah check out. Which actually, I still want to throw. Anyways, so I threw it enough to know what's up. Robin was totally right. Probably shouldn't have thrown it in the dark in the rain. (laughs) She gone.
0: (laughs) I will find it. Hopefully, hopefully the creek. It's not in the creek, and the creek doesn't pick up tonight. Yes, hopefully. Because then it's really gone. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because it's, it's supposed to be a big storm tonight. Listen, the other... Joe throwing in the, the dark. The other
1: possibility was me just going purely <laughs> off what Robin said and not actually throwing it, and I felt like I owed you as a listeners more than that, so I stupidly threw it in the
0: dark and lost it. And uh, clearly you didn't know enough about its flight to figure out where it landed, so... I'm not sure that. Uh... I think it might. I think it.
1: I I think it went over the mountains. <laughs> I would Pretty positive it, it went to uh, eight thousand feet. Right. I over. just couldn't. I just couldn't walk that far. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I right. mean. All right. Let's <laughs> let's roll. <laughs> let's let's move on. And,
0: and not only that, he was throwing it like at my house. Right,
1: but it didn't hit anything. I didn't hear it hit anything. I wish it would have hit your house and just hung out there.
0: What if you had like broken a window? That would have been.
1: I would have felt bad. Well, first I of all, we wouldn't be recording a podcast right yes, now. Yes, we would. No, we wouldn't
0: have. Yeah, we would. <laughs>
1: I mean, I might be. <laughs> well, you like keep your wife from stabbing me.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because you broke a window on the on our master bedroom with our infant sleeping. You know. oh i forgot he sleeps in there <laughs> yeah. anyways
1: i didn't throw it that high anyways <laughs> it was definitely like below the anyways
0: and if you've listened to the podcast before you know robin has 19 children joe's not exactly a big arm guy so it probably didn't have much of a chance that's of, true of that's making true. it that's to true. my house anyway that's true so that's I, true, right? you know it's fine i'm glad uh I will I will find it tomorrow. Don't worry, Joe. Maybe I like I know what, you're really concerned. Maybe
1: I, I what the fuck Richard is, and it's like behind <laughs> Probably maybe it's on top of the barn.
0: <laughs> it's probably in that oak tree that's like a hundred feet in front of you that's the most likely culprit. It's not there. <laughs> I I watched that glow disc glide for days. <laughs> in the dark in
1: the dark and then i and then it went out of eyesight. <laughs> i got a drop of rain in my eye and
0: i couldn't see what's happening. Oh yeah, clearly that must have been the issue. I talking about the next thing. <laughs> All right, so pretty big news and it's, the funny thing about this was that there was rumors of a big announcement by Dynamic Disks like last week. And uh and them talking about something coming up and a lot of people thought that they were speculating that they were going to announce US manufacturing because right Right, now all of the trilogy discs are manufactured in latitude 64's uh facility in sweden so i saw a ton of people just kind of speculating and it seemed like so many people were doing it that maybe somebody had some inside information but their announcement today came out as a bit of a surprise and uh it was that dynamic discs and latitude teamed up to buy west side discs and um that so Westside is the the finished disc manufacturer and they like I said before they've all been manufactured at the same company so they're they're really kind of working together these trilogy brands that um you know part of the trilogy challenge and everything else and it kind of says here that that the they felt that or the Westside disc owner was a little bit you know losing a bit of interest in what was going on and the Latitude sixty four and Dynamics saw an opportunity to. To kind of grow the West Side brand and and uh, work with it, so that's crazy. I though, think that the he's biggest losing
1: interest. Like yeah. you're part of a, a trilogy that's like rolling so well. I guess he's we'll probably it losing time. it before it, was, you know? before it was before it super rolling. But um, I mean, I carry I carry. I guess I only carry one West Side disc.
0: I don't carry any anymore. But I carry
1: two of them, and I love them. Yeah, like it's. The World, I love The World. Yeah, World is such a rad disc. Yeah. Oh, I love The World. Um, and so many people, I mean, you carried for days, I,
0: harps. Yeah.
1: But but in all honesty, like, I, I don't know that I could name right offhand six, five or six West Side discs that I'd thrown enough mm-hmm. to really tell you about. Yeah. So I get that. And I think we've looked for trilogy brands to review in the past and it almost always falls on dd and and latitude latitude. yeah and even times i'm like this is west side no it's lat okay
0: yeah yeah so i basically i i think we'll see a lot more marketing of west side discs coming from from dynamic and and i mean rusco and dynamic discs are really they they one thing they do extremely well i mean they do a lot of things very well but marketing is they do an extremely good job
1: they they kill it like i mean i carry i think i carry more latitude than dynamic mm-hmm. but i still like think of it as dynamic just because of how they market yeah um
0: yeah. yeah and you know most people know about the harp ricky wysocki's you know go-to approach you know you know putter and uh putter mid-range you know depending on who you talk to and it so i think we'll just see more marketing i don't it still says that, you know, rather than the the previous owner of, of Westside controlling the the ideas behind new molds that now Latitude and uh, Dynamic will collaborate to come up with Westside's new mold. So it's just going to become a an, an extension and we'll probably see some extra marketing and and go from there you know west side's kind of had their like medieval sort of uh branding to their their discs and things like that so it's a different sort of style and look to the discs and and they've certainly got some excellent molds to work with too so i don't know that much will change it doesn't say that they're going to discontinue or bring anything back or that they basically plan to continue to make all others and will develop new discs under that that uh brand as well so
1: can i still get finished stamp discs though
0: uh, probably i mean it's still being manufactured in sweden and and uh, i'm sure that parts of of the uh, i'm sure a large part of west side disks the company itself is still going to retain employees that are currently there and have right, their right. you know cuz i'm telling
1: you right now I've, i have three worlds and my favorite is my Yilma.
0: yeah is that how you pronounce it i don't know cuz it it's is. spelled malima for for us I An- thought it was
1: M A A I L M A. Oh, could be.
0: I thought it was. Oh, I have my
1: bag right here. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: could, you could do that. <laughs> Again, uh, Joe and Robin slaughtering uh, European uh, pronunciation. I always thought it was in. Yes, it's M-A-A-I-L-M-A. Oh yeah. L M A. Yep, I got. No- I-, I got no idea how to pronounce that. That me just look having looked at it like three times in my actually I think that was my disc wasn't it? No 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 the yours blue was one the, was yours mine. Was the blue yeah uh,
1: yeah so I like chose the is it is it Finnish or is it Swedish maybe it's Finish. Swedish. Finnish yeah because it's, it's West Side mm-hmm. um, oh this is no. so pretty <laughs> I mean it's beat but like the pearliness, oh I love it
0: <laughs> sorry so it's it's very interesting I I'm not I. Uh, it's you know like you made the joke about about Innova teaming up with Discmania and it is kind of funny it's very similar to that in terms of an announcement if it was like right. all of a sudden Innova Innova has acquired Discmania it's like well I mean they were already making the discs and and I guess you know, it would be like so. in the
1: same well not even the same lines because Westside is bigger but it would be like Discmania Innova acquire Millennium or Heiserbaum or something yeah. Yeah, pretty um,
0: much. I mean, it's in that same thing. They're already manufactured together right. in the same place. It's it's more about the the structure at the top end being now controlled by by Latitude sixty four and Dynamic Discs, and, and I think they they just saw it as an opportunity to to move forward. And I, they said as much of that. So, um.
1: but still, no. I think that's a gr- I th- I think it's great because I think Westside does some really cool stuff. I guess like the sword is one that. Um, I was actually talking to Robin before last show for like a minute, or maybe after we recorded last show. That we probably throughout this winter, with not a lot of stuff, we're probably going to revisit some stuff that we've reviewed in the past, like the Ballista. I, I mean, uh, maybe once or twice. Okay. Um, but uh, no, like I think the pig is the one that that stands out. Got it. The most. Um, I don't think I gave the pig a fair fair shake. Didn't you throw the pig like once? Uh, Yeah, and I didn't like it. And now that I am like – and that was the very first overstable like beef putter we ever threw. Mm -hmm. That was before the harp. That was before the zone, the envy. That was before I was like – and the slammer. Like before there was a world where I was like, oh, that's a thing. And you have to throw it like this way.
0: I'm pretty sure you didn't even know that putters were used for things. No, nope. other, other that's than what put- I'm saying.
1: I really didn't. That's, that's the truth. And I'll be totally honest. So I think it's worth stepping back and revisiting some stuff.
0: Doing like the, the, the pig apology episode, the, yeah, the kind correction. of, or like,
1: yeah, kind of correction. Like I understand what it was supposed to be and I'm going to throw it accordingly type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, Or just want to check out deeper, and I kind of feel like, thinking of West Side, like, we got and gave away the sword, and I wouldn't mind checking out a sword Mm -hmm. again. I wouldn't mind checking out an Undertaker again. I wouldn't mind checking out a Convict again. Like, all these discs that we were like, they're cool, but I don't know, and we gave them away. I kind of wish we still had a few of those around to, to check out in the field.
0: Yeah, but we still have so much. Plastic we have so there. much
1: plastic. We have so much plastic. We have so much plastic. Yeah, we have so much plastic, and they weren't enough for me to be like, I need this. So, yeah, that was kind of if you didn't hear it in the pre-show. Well, Robin didn't. He was getting something. Um, we know what our discs do like really well, and when we're reviewing stuff, it kind of makes itself very evident right away if it's something that we're missing.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I agree. A lot of a lot of discs have very similar characteristics especially in speed ranges and um, especially discs that are overstable or to stable where where really what they do is fly straight and then go left. And when you got a 9 speed disc or an 8 speed disc or a 7 speed disc that is a, you know, a zero turn and a two or three fade, a lot of those are going to do the same thing for a lot of people. So yeah, it's a,
1: so yeah. say hey, Brian requirement, come drink a black Tuesday with us and bring me a pig.
0: Okay. He throws slammers now. I think that's what I'm saying. I think he abandoned the pig. That's exactly why
1: I said, bring me a pig because he's not throwing them.
0: Got it. Another uh, wonderful listener of ours. Totally. So, and once again, thanks Frank for the black Tuesday (laughs) that I'm talking about.
1: (laughs) All right. So yeah, I mean, it's pretty much business as usual, just a lot more marketing um, they're going to continue making the disc they make. I am interested to see what they roll out and what they decide mm-hmm. should live under the West side brand. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. And they said trilogy challenge will go on as usual, which means it'll be a new disc from each brand. Yep. So that means they will keep making new stuff under that
0: brand. Yes. Um, we'll, and we'll see. trilogy challenge. will still have one, uh, one from disc each, from each yeah, one. Yeah, totally. Makes sense. Makes sense. And then I think the only other thing that, that I see every time this comes up and it happens with MVP and axiom and all these companies is people will be like, why do they have to have three different brands? And you know, why is it not these are all owned by the same people? Why don't they just have one company with these different discs? Right. And, um, this is very common of businesses to use different brands, to market to different groups of people. You know, Westside having their kind of medieval stamps and stuff like that, and right. and Dynamic being a little bit more clean on their stamps and having uh you know names like the Patriot and the Defender and Enforcer and and things like that. Patriots I'm sorry, legacy, Patriot's legacy. Yeah, Patriot's legacy. <laughs> But but you know they these are just ways that these companies are marketing to different uh, demographics within disc golf and uh, being able to experiment with different things and make more money as a result. So it's extremely common. It's 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 almost in everything you buy. There is something uh, one company that owns multiple companies, multiple different brands. It's it's very rare that that one brand just puts out a whole bunch of stuff. So,
1: well, yeah, um, I mean, for like musicians like there's Squire and Fender and Epiphone and uh, Gibson, like Squire is like the lower end, like get you in version Disc golf is not necessarily the same, yeah, because like, there's premium plastic and premium discs kind of at every level, yeah. But you're speaking to a different crowd,
0: yep. And like with with MVP or, and, and Axiom and right. Streamline creating that, you know, people are like, well, why do you have to do this? And it's it's just another way to market to different people and do something that's different from your other brand. Your brand is important, you know what it is, and people want to know, okay. MVP is this or Innova is this. Well,
1: and you don't want to and you don't want to like oversaturate your like main brand. Exactly. You don't want to drop 5 discs at once for DD. Exactly. Like you want people to focus on one or two, right? Mm-hmm. So then you also got one or two maybe in Lad, and one or two in West Side, and now you have 6 discs for your overall brand, but they're hitting different demographics. They do something a little bit different. Um, you're not you know, over oversaturated, really.
0: Yeah. So, from a business standpoint, it's kind of a tried and true method of 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 making more money. You know, while while kind of uh, experimenting with with different ideas. So, that's why people do Word. it. It's not going away, most likely. No, no, so, and,
1: it, and it shouldn't. It's working well.
0: So, and virtually every single disc golf company that manufactures discs has offshoot brands. There are very few that that are just. You know, there's only set a few companies in the world that are capable of, of molding the discs themselves and do it regularly, designing and molding them to begin with. So does
1: does discraft doesn't have any
0: No, but Discraft has been making, you know, yeah, ultimate. Yeah, no, I know. totally so, And
1: that's well and that's the thing that other brands are starting to like try and jump into. Like Innova has been doing it for a little bit. And their Dynamic has saw. the aviator. Yep.
0: You're right yep so So
1: i I don't know how that's going who knows i mean it's
0: probably even if it doesn't do well it's a a good idea just to get get ultimate players you know looking oh innova what's in oh they do disc golf maybe i should try disc golf you know right that sort of thing so makes sense to me all right joe you ready to go through your bag i I am i can just take a nap and and uh park this microphone drink some beer while you talk about all your d's
1: you you do you, Boo-Boo. Okay. Um, Boo-Boo. So, first off, my bag is... I'm going to run through it kind of as it's laid out in my bag. So, I have a um, Dynamic Disc Trooper bag.
0: Ranger bag. Ranger
1: bag. bag no, Trooper is the new little tiny one. I have a Ranger bag, and I have found that putting mids and putters in the middle is the best way to like be able to pull discs in and out. If you have those wider rim discs on the edges, um, they kind of stick in there, and it doesn't work very well. So I'm going to pretty much run
0: from fairways. You mean wider <laughs> diameter disc? That's Because what I you have the wider rim discs on the edges.
1: That's what I. That's what I. That's what I meant.
0: It works. I I actually have have adopted this from Joe. Yep, I told and him I, about,
1: it and he's like, "Oh, that makes sense."
0: And I also moved my putters in mid ranges to the center because it was hard to get some of those those bigger diameter putters especially in stiffer plastics like you know i got an envy in there that's in that proton plastic it was tough to get out so i i'd recommend it people if you're if you're running out of space put those mids and putters in the center and put your fairways on one side and your drivers on the other and uh, you'll still have it organized but it'll be a lot easier to get those
1: it will it will i'm telling you it's it's the it's the bee's knees that's what you want to do all right, so um, I will start on the on the edge. So um, I have two putters that I carry. Actually, I only carry two putters now. I was carrying four, I think, last time I did the in the bag. I only carry two judges. I carry one lucid and one prime. I have backup primes. I was carrying two primes for a while, plus a lucid, plus a, a forest wizard. I've gone just to these straight two putters. I don't carry any discs up top right now. It's all just in the main... And the main pouch. So my two putters, done. Um, I have, and thank you so much, Sudo, Joey, you're the man.
0: Joey is a moderator for our Disc Golf Podcast Slack group, which is an awesome community that we made for Disc Golf Podcast listeners and a ton of people. We're closing in on 300 people now. Yeah, we're just about there. And uh, we had to get mods, so we got Joey and Austin that are helping us to – corral all the heard the cats in in uh the disc golf podcast slack group
1: right so from joy i have a beautiful oh well, it's not it's kind of goofy looking but it is a slightly beat in champion 11 time climo pre-flight number um patent number eagle
0: but you got a problem with rainbows X. bro
1: no it's just like the stamp and like if rainbows are tight it's just not done super well Mm-hmm. But it is fantastic, and I love love this eagle. I love that eagle. He posted that he had it on Slack, and I like instantly messaged him, and I was like, I, I knew that in my life. I need that in my life. Please, please can I have that? And he hooked it up, and actually, I need to send him a mortar. So I carry two Firebirds. I carry a 16 Sexy Bird and a 17 Sexy Bird. Basically, the 16 is my closer to what a firebird is firebird it's much more stable than the 17 i use the 17 a lot um for nice longer straight throws with a lot of, a, a nice big hookup at the end i have i actually now am currently carrying two no three thunderbirds i have a champ thunderbird with an awesome um screaming hand day loss stamp on it that's my least stable thunderbird um i can throw that one out totally flat and know it's going to go for a long time before it hooks up and doesn't hook up super hard the wind affects it slightly so if it's super head windy i will go with one of my two uh jeremy culling thunderbirds i have a brand new super fresh one that i Kind of have for just in case or if I, I have a ton of headwind and then I have a, a more beat in germ Bird that is my main Thunderbird thrower. And I'm going to reiterate this. I, I've brought it up before on the podcast. I've brought it up in Slack before, especially with calling Thunderbirds. If you throw them flat, they're going to go straight for a long time before they hook up. Mm-hmm. But if you give them any angle – If you throw them on a hyzer at all, they're going to eat you up. They're going to go left out of your hand. Yeah. It's a a pretty crazy thing that uh, Pat, one of our listeners, one of our local buddies, pointed out to me, and he was dead on. Once again, if you're going to throw a germ bird, or what I've heard, star thunderbirds are in the same kind of world, you got to throw them flat. If you can't consistently throw flat, if you don't feel like you can do that well, Maybe don't bag it, but if if you feel good about that, throw it, and it's going to blow your mind the difference between throwing it flat and throwing it with even a slight hyzer. Uh, I said this in the pre-show. I was originally carrying a uh, Vibram track as my, like, roller understable turnover disc. I lost that in L.A., so I have replaced it with a Champ Roadrunner that is probably the most understable fairway driver we have in the shedio um it's a beautiful roller it's 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 a nice beautiful beat in champ roadrunner it's gonna it's gonna roll well it's gonna turn over well i feel like it was a pretty easy um i think i got a trade a, i
0: think i got a champ mamba over there that's pretty understable oh you have a mamba gross yeah but i'm uh, uh, not gross but yeah other than that yeah i think you're right
1: um and then my, my other fair way that, uh, you can check out my Instagram. You can check out the disc Golf podcast Instagram, which is Robin's. I've got King boo, my glow FD that, uh, is the FD to own glow, um, or a second run, which Robin has that I don't, um, as I learned to not throw like full power, I'm sure I will start like layering in some, some C line FDs as I beat this guy up. But, uh, this, this disc is amazing for hyzer flip, slight turn, get around trees or throw just kind of flat with, and you'll get that nice S out of it. Um, this probably actually as time goes on may become my roller um, in, in time. I don't throw it very often. I know what it does. It does it well. But I don't throw it that much um, because I'm afraid of my ability to ramp my arm down. All right, so that's my fairways. They all have a place. They have a purpose. They're great. I'm going to roll to my mids. I am now down to three mid-ranges. The last time I did it in the bag, I carried a um, a retro claymore and a recycled claymore. I pulled the retro out and just decided to throw harder. <laughs> Which, Whatever. That's just how I roll. So I carry a recycled claymore um that is pretty much my main mid go-to as long as wind is calm i can snap it hard on a little bit of hyzer flip it up to a straight laser beam with a little bit of hookup at the end if there's a backstop and the distance is under probably 330 340 i can know that i can just snap it up to flat and run into that backstop and not even have to think about the fade um, we have a local hole that I have aced run multiple times on just flipping up to laser beam with this bad boy and it's uh become a mainstay in my bag. Um and then via pre trilogy challenge and then trilogy challenge uh reiterated the West Side discs, Pine, talking about West Side, um, has become like the perfect complement in my bag to the Claymore. So it feels very similar to the Claymore. Um, It is just the very stable version of the Claymore. I'm not going to turn it over. It's going to hook up. I can crank on it. I can still flip it up to flat or throw it nice and flat and just go for days. Minimal hookup, but I know it's going to hook up. Um, I'll probably, if I have no wind and I kind of need a straight shot like i have no problem pulling out a pine for like a a 350 just get it there um crank yeah uh, this was a really great
0: addition by west side it
1: is it's it's so fantastic like it's perfect with the claymore Um, i carried buzzes for a long time and i still have um affinity and love for the ti buzz and the pine kind of just jumped right in and said hey I feel like you're Claymore, and I do what your Buzz does. Um, you're like Fresh TI Buzz. Check me out.
0: It's a, it's a Claymore OS.
1: Yep, That's it, cool. exactly That's what it nice. is. Exactly. Um, and I can see it turning into, like, as my recycled beat up. At the same time, the pines are going to beat up, and it's just going to be like a cycle of Claymores and pines forever, and I'm excited about that. So another change I have made for now, and we'll see, I got myself a uh, big germ 1.4 recon mortar and it has kicked out for now the gator that I love so much. The beadless piece of it and the recon is just a super stiff plastic disc. It feels fantastic. It's actually, I think it's more stable than my metal flake gator was out of the box. I mean, when my metal flake was out of the box, I don't think it was ever as stable as this mortar is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beef, but not, it's not justice beef, but it's what I want. Like I don't carry yeah. justice. I don't need something to go left out of my hand. Um, I can crank this out and know it's going to hook up and actually have decent fade. And yeah. for a mid to have decent fade is like a, a beautiful world to live in.
0: At at any point in any day somewhere, a justice is fading.
1: Yep, <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So the mortar is my like overstable mid range. Um, I dig it. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna be throwing that thing a ton. All right. So now to uh, Joe's world, <laughs> the distance drivers. I carry. Let's see. I think it's only two. I carry two sheriffs. They are both lucid, but one of them is a. First run, um, 169 Lucid that already had some work done uh, to it before I got I like, got to play again sports. It is a very understable, snap it hard, hyzer flip, possibly turnover, but if I've got zero headwind, I can snap it. It'll flip up, do work. Um, wow, that was strange. Little little buzz. Anyways, it is my one of the discs that I will choose if I have not a drastic uphill, like a slight uphill. I will choose this disc to just hyzer flip and go straight and hook up just a little bit at the end. And then I have another lucid sheriff that is a a max weight, or it's not max. It's a one seventy four that is much more stable, and it might be a freak. Of nature talking to other people who throw sheriffs um, it's not super understable it is more stable than trespasses of i have owned um but i can still kind of snap it up to straight but it doesn't really turn over so that one um if i don't want to worry about something turning over in like the slightest like very slight headwinds i'll, I'll pull out that sheriff I talked about it earlier about Westside. I carry two worlds, and they are both um, tournament plastic, which is great. One is a um, English-written stamp. that was a finished stamp. The finished one is my go-to, but it's it's beaten. I've had a lot of time with it. It'll snap up to flat. Um it's not super stable, but the thing I like about it, it has bigger fade. So if I really need something to finish left, I'll pull out my worlds. Um they're fantastic. They have crazy wide rims, which I love, so that's why they live in my bag. I carry a gold line ballista, which is a I think it's a one seventy two. This is my max distance disc. This is probably the flippiest driver I own. Um, I can crank it on a hyzer as hard as I can and know it's going to go right for a while. Um, And I'd be lying if I told you I trusted to hook up every time. But when it does hook up, it goes really, really far. (laughs) And that's, that's the biggest thing for me is like being really confident and really having the right angle of release for the wind. To know that it's going to come back. So that's that's the biggest piece I need to work on with this disc. But it goes real far. I can crank it real hard. I can throw it real far. Um, it's a great... It's my main uphill disc. If I have a really like drastic uphill, I know I can crank it on a slight hyzer and it's going to turn over and come back. Um, it's a beast. It does it does work. I love the Ballista. Um, I have thrown... On a course, not necessarily in a field, on a course, the furthest drive I've ever thrown has been with a ballista. I outdrove like the greasiest, deepest hole in our local courses with this disc. Um, I I need to get more consistent, but it's it's amazing. I love this disc. Ballistas are money.
0: Great, great distance driver. Yeah, for, for understable shots, especially you got a tailwind. Things like that. You can really make a ballista do work. Totally. Um, and then I have
1: what would my bag be without a trespass? So at this point, I only carry one trespass, which I feel like is slightly blasphemous. Um, Definitely. But uh, th- more will go in.
0: Considering you started a rival church to the Church of the FTA, I know, right? It, it, and the Church of Rampage is coming, I'm telling you. <laughs> we'll goodness. get there in a
1: second. Um,
0: Used car salesman Joe. Cha- trespass. So I
1: carry a Moonshine 176 trespass. Um, I needed a trespass that I could totally trust to rip as hard as I want um, and not worry about turning over. <laughs> this one still might turn over if I r- rip it as hard as I can, but yeah, um, it's rad. Yeah. Trespass, trespass is the, if you have an above average arm, um, you need a trespass.
0: Yeah. Nice straight flying distance driver. And you know you can get some turnover lines yep. with it you can get some nice heiser flips with it great glide uh very very accessible uh distance driver
1: great glide good fade like good fade not hard fade just a perfect like inline fade with the turn you get um you don't need max effort it's it's the it's the disc that uh when you're looking you know for your 11 12 speed disc with a little bit of turn and hook up at the end and you just can't find it the trespass is the one that it that's the one yeah that's the one and that's been it for rob and i we've looked at a lot of discs like the ddx and whatnot uh, and the crank from discraft all those are supposed to have this flight blah blah the trespass is the one that's it that's that's the one that you want those other ones to be um if you can throw over 350, I'm not saying you should bag it, but you should have a trespass in your life. Yeah. Um, it's rad. So this one is a great disc. Um, we all have them, the not super arm days. We all have those days where we're just not cranking it like we usually do. This is a beautiful one to pull out. For me, when, when my arm's are all the way there and I know I can crank it, it's going to do what I want. Um, or Tailwind, or um, if you're a better person than I and can power down a little bit, it's the jam. I mean, Emac, it's his new, that's what he throws for distance. Also, if you are throwing a Trespass three sixty three seventy three eighty. And you want a disc that's going to go further? It's it's still the trespass. <laughs> it's still the trespass. What? Now, I'm telling you right now, trespass. You can throw a trespass 400 plus. Oh, of course. It's not the. I'm saying it's of you. Course. It's not the disc. Once you're getting a trespass over 400, and and uh, then you can look at a higher speed disc. Is that it you, a trespass that
0: t- 11 speed? 12 speed? 12. 12 speed. Yeah. 12 speed distance drivers are meant to go for that's what i'm
1: saying i'm just thinking about like i've been that's on like facebook and i'm in this i'm on throw. like the trilogy group or whatever and someone was like i need a longer trespass and he's like throwing it like 370 i was like no nope, yeah, well that's just, nope that's you need to throw to your everyone. trespass better yeah, yeah. sorry I right, that was my that was my don't you hate on my trespass um I, I carry i put back in my bag i haven't thrown enough to be i'm to be totally honest um
0: you need to clean that thing off. I
1: know it's dirty. I've got a, I've got a, uh, a legacy pinnacle
0: cannon. Did you find that next to the shark that you just threw into no, the mud? No, like, but what? I should
1: just go put this in the rainwater. Seriously. Um, so I threw cannon, cannon with my main driver before I knew how to drive drivers, um, and my new love of the Nextus that I am going to share with you has inspired me to throw the cannon back in my bag. I think it's going to end up actually living. Probably near the Ballista, but not that under. But I remember it being a, a pretty understable and getting really big distance with a cannon. So I'm going to play with it for a while. But uh, I've got a 173 Pinnacle Cannon that looks good. It feels good. I'm going to rip it more, and I'll I'll get back to you. But at this point, I'm not pulling out on the course until I really know what I'm getting out of it.
0: Um, Just wait for a real good headwind and just have at it. That's no, that's a horrible idea. I think it'll be fine. Don't worry about it.
1: I carry a uh latitude 64 gladiator opto gladiator.
0: Yeah, wow. I just had to prompt Joe on one. T-
1: <laughs> no, I knew what the disc was, but I was trying to remember the because pl- the plastics are all like I yeah. didn't want to say lucid, I didn't want to oh, say got it. <laughs> <got> it. VIP. <laughs> it is an opto gladiator um it is a 175 so it's a big beefy gladiator kind of the same way i talk about a trespass the gladiator is what i wanted a defender to do so i carry the gladiator although i have some defenders that are very close um i am playing on throwing my defenders a lot more because i feel like they feel great in the hand and i have like a, I have a bio fusion defender i know as i throw them more and they beat in a little bit more they're going to be right where I want them, but um, right out of the box, I actually got this one from Plow Brewing in Santa Rosa. Awesome company. Awesome beer. And uh, it pretty much just went straight in the bag. But this is my super... I guess not super. It is my overstable distance driver.
0: It's pretty overstable. It is.
1: It is. It's not PD2 overstable, but it's it's beef. There's no worry regardless of any type of wind that I'm going to turn this disc over that it's not going to come back. It's going to come back every time. But all I'm saying is it has more glide than you would think. Yeah. It goes further than you would expect before it hooks up. Like you can crank it out there pretty deep on a flat line before it hooks up, but it's going to hook up and it's going to hook up hard. Um, And of course, as uh, if you've been listening for a while, optoplastic is amazing. I love it. It feels fantastic. It does what it needs to do. And then my final disc that I only have one of in my bag, but probably soon there will be at least two, if not three. Um, My original love when I first started having decent deep throws, um, and actually before the trespass. The trespass actually kicked this out of my bag, but uh, recent arm breakthroughs have, have brought it back in is the legacy rampage
0: lots of alone time lead to those arm breakthroughs
1: in the field yes oh a lot of alone time in the field throwing by myself because it's kind of um, a weird place to do because, that because because my podcast mate had to work and didn't want to come throw in a field oh throwing all, a field, had I like lots were... of kids come out of his wife involved, that that's not really weird has bad. lots of kids and can't hang out anymore because he has too many kids. Listen, don't. So have... I have to play disc golf by myself in a field. Anyways,
0: I don't need you Legacy involving Rampage, my kids in your weird field. Recipe. Legacy
1: Rampage is uh, used to be and is now once again. Uh, actually, in time about Paul I know uh, Vince loved the Rampage, and I tried to talk him out of it into <laughs> into the trespass, and now I'm stepping right back into it. It is probably the feels, at least, like the widest rim disc that I own, which like it I love. Um, it's like one of the first 14 speeds. I don't really care about that part. It just has tons of glide. It has under stability, high speed, like it's a minus one, which is true. Um, I, at this point, unless it's a headwind, I feel very confident it's going to come back. And uh, it has good fade. It's going to come back kind of hard. But, man, I can just crank this Rampage all day. It it's I, I can get it out over 400. Basically, I had been starting to crack 400 pretty regularly, decided to pull the Rampage back up. The first throw I had with it once I put it back in my hand in the field, cracked 410 like right away. Um, it's in my, been in my bag ever since it is the jam. I love this disc. It's, it's be it's going to be my main distance driver again. I love it. That's, that's my bag. Robin hates me a little bit.
0: Seriously. (laughs) What is wrong with you? Um, I'll just say that, uh, Thanks for hanging out with me. <laughs> if you don't think farts are funny, you, you, Dude, farts are you're, hilarious. you're wasting a lot of time in your life and you're still going to fart the same amount of times. So thanks for that, Joe. It's uh, we're going to need, like, we're, I like, we're gonna need a fan. Eat,
1: I didn't even eat dinner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Are you ready to do a deer review? <laughs> you got any closing <laughs> thoughts on your, on your bag?
1: Uh, no, I mean, I dig my bag. I think, uh, gonna need to spend a little more time with the road runner, make sure it's really what I, uh, what I want to be, which I pretty much know it is. Um, no, I, I feel good. I feel good. I'm I've in the past usually carried like anywhere from two to four discs up top that I'm not doing right now. I'll probably pop a few more up there as time moves forward just to beat some stuff in or work other things out. But I feel good about my bag. But if we review something that I know fills a gap or is outside of this, there's no part of me that's going to be upset thrown into my bag.
0: Joe, just uh, you know, setting an example from the top down. It's a very, very good...
1: That's not true. Um, <laughs> and if you're a patron, you'll hear the full run. But basically, Robin... Robin's bag and my own bag have been set for a very long time. We know what our discs do. I'm not setting my bag to learn what I have in it.
0: Got it. Got it. That's it. That makes sense. Yep. It's super important to do that, by the way.
1: Know what you're throwing? Yeah. For well, sure.
0: To, to get to know your, your bag. Totally. I mean, I personally, I throw about like six discs on, on most holes And the other ones are for specialty shots. You throw six
1: discs on, like, one hole? Dang, your part must be so high.
0: (laughs) I said most holes, I think. I know.
1: (laughs) Listen, I just talked for hella long by myself. I I know. I need you to roll in.
0: I I feel like you probably had a little bit more in you. Oh, not again. Oh, all right. It's time for our world-famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight we have the Innova a Shark Three, a five speed, four glide, zero turn, and two fade, mid range disc, and then we have Reef Storm IPA by Three Magnets Brewing Company. It's a six point eight percent alcohol uh kind of they're calling it a stormy IPA, so it's got a little bit of haze to it. And uh yeah. So
1: by the way, uh we're and, not gonna review because we only have one,
0: but no, Evil Twin no, Brewing Falco no, okay. super
1: good. Got it.
0: So, um, good beer off first sip, but let let me talk about the shark first. So the Shark Three, the Shark is probably one of the older in of a mid range. It comes in in uh, starter packs and everything, and you typically see it in DX all over the place. And a good starter disc for people. The Shark Three is the flat top version of that disc, and it comes the one we had. I'm presuming I can find it, we probably still have it. Was a Glow Champion plastic, and um, so flatter top, more overstable, beadless. So it's it's kind of, in my opinion, it's the understable version of the of the Rock Three. Uh, type situation right, with no right. bead, so it it still has good glide to it, just like the Rock Three. You can get nice straight flight out of it. You can get turn out of it, and it'll still fade a little bit. But it's nowhere near as understable as its predecessor, the the regular Shark. So it, definitely the Shark Three. If you're thinking that it's anything like the the DX Sharks and things like that that you've gotten in the past, it's it's a lot more usable for for people at higher levels of right, skill. Right. Right. So. Um it good glide it, it it's a nice it, I I never really had too much of uh like full turnovers out of it. You know, it's not as understable as the Mako right. or or some you know like a Comet or a Fuse or any of those other mid-range discs that are pretty understable, but uh it it still gets good glide. I mean, really to me it was just kind of like a straighter version of of the of the Rock 3 and with with less fade Way less fade. Yeah. I mean, rock threes, champion rock threes. Most of them that start out are pretty overstable. It's hard. It's tough to get them to do much, much more than fly straight and fade at the end when right. they're fresh out right, of the right, box. Right. And a shark three fresh will still turn, you know, right away. You can get it to flip a little bit um, and get a little bit of an S flight out of it. Whereas most rock threes that I've put in my hand, at least in in the in champion plastic uh, have not done that. They've been, uh, you know, dependable straight flying disc and you got to put some angle on them to get them to, to turn at, at any, any amount. So, uh, good, good disc. I think, I think the shark, the fact that it's linked to the shark, which is like the beginner disc of beginner discs, mid ranges, uh, I think it kind of hurts the shark three a little bit. I think most experienced disc golfers kind of look at it and they're like, Oh, well, it's a shark. You know, that's that disc that you find on, you find on the course. Cause and you leave it there because some beginner found it. It's DX. It's chewed up. Some dog got to it, right. You know, right, whatever right. it is. But I, I think the shark three is probably a pretty underappreciated mid range for, for what it's capable definitely. of. And, uh, you know, I think it just out of, out of its own reputation that precedes it a little bit. And uh, you know, for whatever that's worth.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um I would say that the Shark 3 lives in the retro like out of the box retro claymore world where you can crank it hard and, and get it to turn, maybe turn over, or you can just throw a nice, you know, seventy five, eighty percent straight shot Mm -hmm. with just a little bit of fade Um, before I lost this disc (laughs) (laughs) I was throwing just really nice power grip not full speed just straight laser shots I was kind of blown away how straight it was going Um, yeah
0: it's got great glide
1: didn't really see fade it kind of just went straight and I think that four glide might be underselling it
0: yeah, I think that's about right for the, yeah, I mean, the speed and how, right. and right. how far right. it goes.
1: Right. But it ju- it just goes nice and straight. Yeah, and I think, um, like I said earlier, I start I tried to like look up what people were saying, and a lot of people were saying like, "Oh, it's a rock three without a bead." That's that's garbage. It's that way is not true. less. That's that's if you have a really low arm speed and a rock three uh, goes left out of your head. Yeah, I
0: could see a situation where, where a rock three and a shark seem similar aside shark from three. the bead. Shark three. Uh, seem thim- similar out of, you know, aside from the bead, but probably just because of, like you said, low arm speed yep. and not being yep. able to get the shark to, to do. But I it's a, a terrific, you know, if a, if a rock three is too overstable for you, try the shark three. Uh, it, it comes in, in premium plastic, and, and you can get good lines out of it. So it's yeah. worth a try. Yeah, no, it's 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 cool. You, um, you don't have to tell people you're bagging a shark. but, but It's know. a
1: shark through. It's a flat-top shark. It's cool. Yeah. Don't worry about it.
0: It's cooler because it's got a three.
1: I mean, granted, um, every shark I've ever thrown is a DX because I've found or it's been in a starter pack that's been given or – gifted or whatever i rolled
0: with sharks for for there was a time i'm
1: just saying a champ shark surely still understable Mm -hmm. is probably not as garbage as the sharks i've always thrown
0: no probably not well i even i mean the 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 dx shark is still usable you just cannot try and power it up you gotta
1: right so i I can't throw
0: it you gotta keep it (laughs) keep it a little lighter.
1: but yeah no shark shark three um a nice neutral to maybe slightly understable Mid range.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I enjoy it. I'm not going to, to bag it. I've I used. Uh, base- we're not
1: going to say we're going to bag it or not yet. We're going to talk with the
0: beer, Robin. Okay. All right. So, onto the beer. We have Reef Storm uh, India Pale Ale, a stormy India Pale Ale by Three Magnets Brewing Company out of Washington. And uh, this is a 6.8% alcohol uh, IPA. It's cloudy, it's very light. And effervescent. It's like, uh, it's super effervescent. I'm. I. This is. We got this from uh, a beer company called Tavor, and it's T A V O U R, and they ship beer to you like uh, odd runs. And this is a limited run. It was brewed once. And, uh, so they, there's things that pop up every day on their website and we, uh, they ended up shipping us some beer. And so this was one of the ones we got. And, uh, it is it, a lot of the beers have been a, a big surprise, but this is probably, I I'd say this is one of the better ones we've had Yeah, from them.
1: It's kind of like, then it's like, Hey, I'm bitter, but you know, it's cool. Not it, hard. Bitter. It
0: really does not have a ton of bitterness. No, no. It. It's
1: like that's like slow, like sneaky at the end. Just a little bit in the back, of your palate yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, it's cool. I got a little, I got a little bitter.
0: Yeah, but it's a little bitter. It's it's got some sweetness to it. Oh yeah. Um, it, it's definitely on the on the smoother ends of, of IPA. Not bitter at all. Uh, very extremely good. I'm. It's I'm got that. It's got that.
1: Uh, that pineapple smell.
0: Yeah, it does. Um, and it's got cloudy. Definitely like uh, your orange flavors like that, that, sort that New of thing. England style. Yeah
1: cloudy ipa yeah yeah no it's just a clean crisp um
0: taste a little taste a little ipa yeah i i'd say i i think if i had to have a, a complaint about about this you know you're we're expecting an ipa when we get it that this is just not doesn't have the full flavor profile that you expect from some of those ipas um it just in general, it's very smooth. It's it's right. a little bit fruity. It's got some bitterness to it, but overall, it's it's not. There's
1: not the piney, hoppy. It's not
0: a, an intense flavor like you expect from from an IPA. It's a, a smooth drinking beer that yep. is very good. Uh, but I don't know. You know this this could you could this could cross a couple of categories of beer. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, pretty easily. But no,
1: it's it's tasty. It's easy drinking. At six point eight, I mean that that passes most of my. Uh,
0: I don't know that I've ever had any other three magnets uh, I don't think beers. I've ever heard of three magnets until this beer, to hit, be honest. I clicked on their website. We'll see if it's still there. Oh, yep, it is.
1: Well, this is a one hitter, so they probably have other things. I just Oh, out of Olympia. Yeah, that's rad. So
0: out of Olympia, Washington, looks like it's got a, a uh you know a, a pub house up there. And yeah, cool. All right. Our beers. Let's see what else they got here. Yeah, it looks like this is something that literally. Ooh, different. this is like a Sonoma Springs style. Have we
1: had that? Have we had UFO?
0: I don't think so. I don't know. We've had we had
1: some alien something.
0: No, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen a three magnets yeah, beer. Yeah, I don't think so before. Uh, before uh yeah, this one. we would have known
1: if he, But yeah, maybe just a smaller brewery, but they did something that are like a one hitter that, mm-hmm. and that's the cool thing about uh, Tavour is uh, you get these like cool little offshoot things that you wouldn't get
0: otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't even have known existed. So. Yep. Pretty cool. Check them out. It, I, if you're in, we got I know we got some listeners up in that general area. They should definitely check it out or or let us know more about the, totally. the brewery totally. itself, but extremely good. It's better than Mount Rainier. Like
1: yeah. <laughs> All right, Robin. But
0: the beer's great. I I'll I'll take this every day. This, this Yeah,
1: no. I'll this could totally live it. I I'd mean, it's Put a, it in my cereal. It's a 6.8 uh 16 ounce can um that's 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 coarse beer that's perfect for the beer oh yeah for the course
0: yeah absolutely and I, the disc um i really like the disc the disc it you know doesn't get enough run it gets
1: lost easily that's like a- one of my biggest like <laughs> issues with the disc it just like disappears so disc, like a the, jerk
0: the disc not being idiot proof is a detractor in this in this I case know, huh? i gonna go there.
1: <laughs> um, no, it's cool, but like I said, I have a couple at this point uh retro claymores, but also my my um recycled or kind of getting into that world too I don't need more of that i I have that kind of neutral to understable mid range covered that I feel super confident and uh for me at this point, <laughs> which I've said multiple times. I like the fact that with my recycled claymore, I can crank it a little bit harder and know it's going to kind of have the similar same flight path, and not worry about um, being an idiot and turning it over and losing it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I honestly, I you know, I've said this a hundred times on this podcast that every time we review a mid-range, it's almost the most. It's probably the most impossible segment of my bag to crack um, between comets and and buzzes that I've layered for years. I just I have every shot between those discs. I have brand new overstable buzzes and a buzz OS on top of that and then I have layered buzzes down to that are fairly understable and then I have a comet for my super understable yep, shots. So yep. I just I don't it it's the toughest segment of my bag to to get a new disc into so i certainly won't be bagging the shark three but but i do think it deserves way more love than it gets you hardly yeah. ever hear anybody bagging shark threes and it's a very useful disc very dependable yeah. i don't and,
1: and if you bag one more power two you're doing it right good for you i agree
0: yeah it, it should be more people should should give it a try right Absolutely.
1: well and and we've we say this all the time too like if you're an innova dude or dudette and you only want to throw innova definitely worth having a shark three in your bag um it probably will end up living in the same world if you if you have rock threes or maybe even like a champ rock that you've beat in over time like if you need something to instantly get there um good feel in the hand and, and be that neutral straight flyer
0: it's it's a great disc yeah yeah i agree beer's delicious disc is good What what are you gonna call this joe What's your? What's I mean, your rating.
1: I think it only makes sense for it to be uh, a DD and latitude buying out West Side. Like it's all good, but two out of the three slash four uh, are are doing the real work.
0: Yeah, I thought you were gonna do something about losing. You know, it was a great throw, nope. except nope. you couldn't find it. No, nope. it's cool. It'll eh. it'll
1: come. To, it'll come back. It's all good.
0: Great. Well, that's our deer review and another disc golf podcast episode coming to a close. Thank you very much for listening. We want to encourage you to check out our website, throw stuff and where you can, uh, we've got some shirts up there. Not, uh, not all sizes left. We did a limited run of them, but there's still a few left up there. You can check out all our episodes, see all the beers and discs that we've reviewed. I've got them all listed up there. I finally, Updated it this last week, so we're, we're all Woo! up to date, and I'll I'll make sure and stay on top of that uh, going forward here. Well, probably I, I will probably stay on top of that until you know my wife gets pregnant again and and I have a child. It's probably next week. probably next week. Joe's saying. But uh, you can also use that website. There's a link in the main navigation to join our Slack group, which is uh, Slack is a communication app that is uh, – we created a little community for our Disc Golf Podcast listeners. Awesome place. People giving advice. Uh, Disc Golf News is on there. People have created channels for their local areas. And uh, just a lot of fun to be had and great information. When, uh, when new discs drop like, uh, you know, Sexy birds drop on Innova. People are notifying you right away and things like that. Just an awesome community of very nice people just, just talking disc golf all day long. So hit our, uh, hit the join Slack link on our website at throwstuffandstuff.com and uh, join us there. Joe and I will we'll say hello, answer questions, whatever. We're there all the time. So thank you for listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. In the meantime, get out there this weekend and throw stuff at stuff.